don't know what that means. Welcome to HR Talk with Ricky and JC. This is the face of the franchise. You know, if you're an ugly dude and you have a girlfriend and you want to keep her, you have two options. Make a lot of money or learn how to cook. Another fantastic episode of HR Talk, the most popular human resource-related talk show in the entire world. We can make that claim. You can't. Here's why. Because your podcast is amazing. You do great things out there, but you don't do HR-related podcasts. And we listen to other HR-related podcasts, and they're really good, don't get me wrong. But they suck compared to us. Big deal. We are the 33rd best sounding one. No, 133rd. Oh, we keep going up. Yeah, the 133rd <laughs> best sounding podcast in the world, ladies and gentlemen. I'm JC, all the way up in the northeastern portion of the United States and going across the bow to very cloudy, dark, gloomy, extremely wet, and terribly technically confined central Florida. The man, the myth, the legend... Ricky Baez. In two years, your intro of me have never been this spot on. Oh, the technical difficulties, brother. And the techno. That's awesome yeah, for it's a all Sunday good, brother, morning. Man. Welcome back to uh, the show, ladies and gentlemen, tuning in for just the first time. This is HR Talk. I'm JC. It That's is. Ricky Baez. The show is... Uh, it's fun. It's more fun than your regular human resource related podcast. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of them that will try to try to do what we do, but they can't do the way that we do it when we do it how you do when we do it together. So with That's that being we said, it. we're going to keep That's it fun. Right. And uh, in the effort of keeping it fun, Rick, we've got I've got some heavy stuff on tap before I hit you with it right away. Over to you real quick uh, for a quick hello and say some words to the amazing followers and listeners and, and your people. My, our people don't go there. It's a very touchy climate in America today there, JC. And I like how you call us HR related podcast, <laughs> not an HR podcast. That's We're right. related <laughs> to the subject. <laughs> We're not the subject. I like that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Why related? And why not just an HR podcast? Holy shit. You are in HR, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm HR related. Apparently. Your show is Ricky Bias, MHR, SPHRR related, just HR related. I got um, a question for you because you're taking too long answer. to talk about this. So, um, yeah, whatever. The question that's on the table, and, and this question was posed to someone that's extremely high up in the world of human resources, who's like the if 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 HR was set up like one of those uh, Japanese triad type things, right? This guy's at the top, like he's the master. Okay. Okay. So the question was, I'm a small business owner and my state is beginning to reopen. I'm excited to get back to work, but the virus hasn't gone away completely. If one of my employees gets COVID-19 when they come back to work, could I get sued? Ricky, answer that for us, please. 
Um, so number one, I'm not an attorney, neither are you. So what I'm about to say should not be taken as legal advice for that. Get an attorney, get a retention letter, pay the money for it. With that said, given with the information you just read and based on that information alone, outside of any other state statutes or local ordinances that would take into effect, you may not be sued as long as you put some reasonable processes in place in the office so the so the employees can protect themselves and your customers can protect themselves. All right. But so you, 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 you've got to have reasonable policies in place. So you could get sued or you could not get sued? Yes or no? Well, well, I mean, it's it's not a black and white answer. It's a gray answer because if you if you put uh, processes in place and they're not enough, yeah, you could get sued. You're not if allowed you don't to put stop, processes in stop, place. Stop right now. Right. You You're asking say, a question. Yes, I am. But you are not. We cannot say black and white anymore. <laughs> yes, we can. No, we can't. Who says we can't say that? Everyone yes, in the news can. says we can't say it. So you can't say those words. <laughs> and you listen to what the news says. I mean, only for the weather. And even then, that's half wrong. <laughs> okay, right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, okay, please continue. Okay. Go on. Go on. No. So, yeah. This so, is very so important. If- it really is because a lot of organizations are starting to open up more are more some organizations are more overzealous than others. So they're starting to open up, but you've got to have reasonable processes in place. In other words, so as before this time, six months ago, employees just walked into work and they logged into the system. Then they started their day. Now you have to walk into work. You've got to have some hand sanitation stations at the entrance blah, of every part blah, of the building. Blah, but you do. Blah, but you got to have it on there. Blah. Have some masks on on hand. You got to have some social distancing guidelines. Listen, stay six feet away from people. Yeah. So this came from USA Today. You're you're gonna hate me for doing this to you right at the start of the show, but I'm doing okay. it. And, right and, and the reason I'm doing this, the reason I'm doing this, is because people talk about the differences of opinion in the world of human resources, and okay. and the top dog in one of the arenas. The guy who's in charge of the triad. Macho Man Randy Savage? He's here? Put that together oh. as an answer in USA That's Today. Johnny C. Taylor, Jr. Uh-huh. Not, not to be confused with Senior. I'll start by saying congratulations on getting back to work. It's great news. And thank you for asking this timely question. Just last week, news broke that Amazon is being sued for precisely this reason. And you bet... It won't be the only instance. In short, simple answer, yes, you could be sued. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. You can sue me, JC, and lose. The <laughs> doesn't uh, mean I did something wrong. <laughs> OSHA require that employers provide a workplace free from uh, recognized hazards that are causing or are likely to cause death or serious physical harm. In the context of COVID-19, OSHA has advised employers to follow guidelines from the CDC by taking temperatures orally yeah. or rectally, providing personal No, protective- they did not say no, that. They, they didn't. They, they didn't. I slipped that. that in there. I slipped that in there. Pun intended. All right. Uh-huh. Providing personal protective equipment, adding barriers, social distancing, Boom. sanitizing Boom. service, etc. All the things that Ricky just said. So he goes mm-hmm. on to say that said whether you would be held liable is an entirely different question. And the answer depends on where your business is located Boom. and whether Congress takes action. Boom. You didn't there talk about Congress. That's the difference Jeez. between you and Johnny C. Taylor. You're it's, not talking about conference. Congress. He talked about Congress. That's why people because I'm not in their pockets. But that's why that's people why. don't believe the advisement that you're giving on this show. 
<laughs> because I'm not in Congress's pockets. No, because I he's get always into there this all the time. You. you give it. You've been giving some fantastic advisement. And mm-hmm. I had a conversation with some people this week that said, "Why the hell should we listen to Ricky Bias? Why should Why should I listen to things that he's telling you on the show as being true?" And I and said, "Did you well, tell them it's because of my credentials of WJC? Because no. that is the determining factor." Well, I I did advise them. You have more post nominals than most men there know. You, you know, MHR, okay. SPHR, SHRM, SCP, WJC. So you've got Johnny, all these things going on there, right? Yeah, elemental piece. You're giving the exact same answers as this guy, but you you leave the politics out of it. He has to keep the politics in it, though, right? Is that the differential? Like, I don't understand why people think that you are different than him. Uh, because we are. <laughs> Number one, he's the, right, he's the CEO. Fair enough. Good of point. <laughs> I'm just a lonely Puerto Rican HR guy. That's it. That's all I No, Puerto Rican related. No, I am Puerto Rican. HR related guy. That's what I am. But. Dude, of course you can get sued. And, you know, so I'll change my answer. Yes, you can get sued. Whether whether they're going to be victorious in court or not is something completely different. Anybody can sue anybody if they got the money to start the process. Go 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 right ahead. You're not going to be able to eliminate the process of a potential lawsuit, no matter what you do. You're always running a risk with everything that you do in this world nowadays in the modern society that you could be running into a lawsuit just for getting out of your car and walking into a Seven Eleven. Yep, you're right. You're 100% right. You can never, ever be fully protected from a lawsuit. The only thing you can do, the only thing you can do is either increase or minimize the risk of it happening. And if you have reasonable processes in place, reasonable social uh, social distancing guidelines in, pre- in place at the office, you, you minimize that risk significantly. Now, this is coming from CPA Practice Advisor. Oh, my God. I'm hitting you book. with some things right oh. up front here today. You know, we're not going to be labor stuff. 45% of U.S. workplaces don't have a return-to-work date set yet. 29% probably or definitely will allow workers to work from home full-time for the rest of 2020. A new survey shows mm-hmm. that while 53% of U.S. workplaces plan to reopen by July 15th, at least 45% have yet to set a return-to-work date. Now, the survey was sponsored by Sherm. The survey reveals not only when workers will return, but also the strategies and measures embraced by employers, physical changes to workplaces, and how COVID-19 has shaped policies regarding telework and childcare. The key findings from the survey, the SHRM survey, caring about people, SHRM, people, SHRM, caring people. Let's repeat it together one more time. SHRM, SHRM, caring people. Got it. I got you. I, I mean, for you. those on Twitter that think that Sherb has nothing to do with humans, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever, you jerks. And they take sides. Yeah, go ahead, take a side and like talk bad about them because they used the word Congress one time. Whatever. Or cops. Yeah, take a hike. <laughs> Listen, key findings from, from the survey. You're a jerk. Key findings from the survey. 68% of organizations probably or definitely will adopt broader or more flexible work from home policies for all workers. Did you know that, Rick? So hold on, hold on. Quick question. Dude, this these article, are quick how, points. Hurry up. How, how is return to work uh, defined? Is it returning to the office after working from home or returning to work after being furloughed? Oh, how is it being so defined? I, I didn't write the survey, Rick. What? That's why I'm asking you to see if you can find it since you're the one reading it. I'm, uh, <laughs> Tell you, me. <laughs> you got to do this to me, don't you? Yes, I know. Okay. I know. It's, uh, it's, it's talking about jerk, uh, returning to work. 
So uh, the first point there, 68% of organizations okay. <laughs> probably or definitely will adopt broader, more flexible work from home policies for all workers. Were you aware of that one? Um, These survey results. I was. This literally no, no. just came out June 10th. I, I so so I was aware that is happening. I didn't know the actual stats. Uh, I would be hard pressed to believe organizations are not doing that right now. All right, now, next yeah, one for you: twenty nine percent probably or definitely will allow workers to work from home full time through the rest of twenty twenty. That's, That's lower than what two, I thought. Right? Wow. Here's yeah point three. Eighty six percent of organizations are implementing or considering the required use of. PPE for OPP, mask, gloves, etc. Eighty percent are providing and paying for OPP, uh, PPE. Eighty percent are providing and paying for them. Okay. Nearly three quarters, seventy-three percent of organizations More are implementing or considering on-site medical temperature screenings. Three quarters. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Seventy-three percent. Near nearly. That's a whole lot. Yeah. And then the last bullet point out of the survey, this was released on the 10th, and I'm just going to give you one more data set, and then we'll go go deeper. 59% say childcare accommodations will be handled on a case-by-case basis. Only 7% are considering or providing on-site childcare services. Go. Let's go back to, what was it, 86% of organizations are providing PPEs? Oh, yeah. Uh, So so real quick, before you go there, brother, this is... uh, this was published for media. It's called Navigating COVID-19, Returning to the Workplace, a survey put together by SHRM. Go ahead, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Google those items right there. If you are a SHRM member, you probably heard about it, but they put out so much stuff that sometimes you over, you know, you delete the email. You don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, right, back to you with your question. You were talking about the 68%. 86% purchase PPEs and provide PPEs to associate, right? But then 80% also provide on-site medical screenings, correct? I and, think that's what that's, And that's 85% what is going to be enforcing spaced seating in common areas. Wow, you have to wonder what those other 15% are doing. 83% See, is reducing available seating in common areas, and 83% is setting limits on the number of employees in common areas. Wow. So that means 17% of these folks, 17% of these organizations are not doing that. So that 17% has a significantly higher risk of being sued than the other 83%. Check this out. 89% of organizations are considering requiring employees to wash their hands when they go to and return from break. So I have a question for you. I have a question for you on that one. Mm -hmm. It's break time. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to use the men's room before mm-hmm. COVID-19. No requirement to wash your hands. Totally acceptable. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah, not. No, no doubt. Right. <laughs> okay. Like I'm sitting here saying to myself, like 89 percent. Requ- Wait, what did you do before? <laughs> right. What were you, you doing like a couple months ago that washing your hands after you touch your pee pee now is like a brand new world? You know, it's a, it, it reminds me. What's, what's that Disney thing? A whole new world. Pretty you know much, I mean? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, where's so, the friggin' magic carpet ride on this one, brother? It, it, it doesn't make sense because I, it's, to me, I'm more baffled by the fact that we live in a world that organizations have to remind adults, professional adults, to wash their hands after they use the restroom. That's what we're doing. We are we are a daycare facility. We're t- What's next? Take naps? 
have a snack break and get juicy juice and then take a nap. And then we'll sit in a circle and tell stories and go to the bathroom and then wash your hands afterwards. We have to remind people of that. Now, I think I've shared on the show twice at work uh, in uh, once here where I currently work right now, the other one over at Hewitt Associates, I have called out people for not washing their hands when I see them not just leave the restroom and not wash their hands off. I have called them out. Um, so because to me, that's just disgusting. But it's still organizations have to post that people have to remind be, be reminded of basic hygiene. It just doesn't make sense. In a world at a time when you used to go potty and never wash your hands, pre-COVID-19, in theaters yeah, this fall. Well, yeah, it's like a historical account, right? Yeah. yeah what in a world after COVID-19, where your hands become dry, one man, your voice. one man with moisturizer walks around the office applying it to all. The COVID rubber. So, I don't know what happened to your voice post-COVID-19. It's almost like you smoked 10 gallons of cigarettes. It's all right. Um, There's two voices. So, here's here's what I'm expecting. I am anticipating workers' comp claims for skin irritation for too much hand sanitizer at the office. I'm expecting those workers' comp claims to to skyrocket in, in the next six months. Because, you know, we're going to encourage people and we're going to tell people and we're going to guilt people to go ahead and use hand sanitizer as much as possible. You know, there's people out there who are sensitive to irritants, sensitive to all these things. So they're going to be doing that as much as they can because they don't want to get in trouble. And now we're going to have a workers' comp on our hands because they're completely irritated due to uh, some kind of a skin condition. And then watch, it come, watch, it, watch it come down to like the the scent Related with the different sanitizers. And then people that argue already about exist. That. You know what? And then on top of that, if you do have to be in the office, we're going to have to lease five more floors to accommodate everybody. <laughs> so yeah. let's wrap our head around that one. Instead of staying home, I am going to lease the Dallas Cowboys Stadium for my staff <laughs> of 15 people. <laughs> there you go. 20 million a month. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, come on, so- man. The organizations who are not willing to take that step that Mother Nature forced us to be in today, I just don't understand. Okay. I mean, how much how much do you not trust your your associates that you're willing to bring everybody back to the office yeah, they, for the simple purpose that you can't trust them? They don't care about that. Well, it's, it's not a trust thing at the end of the day. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is oh, absolutely is it? not. I'll tell you what exactly it? what it is. It's power. Mm-hmm. It's power. Okay. I feel powerful because I don't trust you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how that makes me powerful or not powerful. How, Did, I, I had two how Red those Bulls two before the day started, and I'm not well, no looking shit. to go deep on stuff. <laughs> okay. So just roll with it, okay? Look, Got I need it. to hit gears because this conversation is boring me, as well as yeah, most of the listeners right now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm watching the TV, Rick, and, and stay with me here because this is actually extremely, extremely wow. important, okay? Okay. I'm watching the TV this past week and I'm I'm getting caught up on like current events and mm-hmm. things that are going on and decompressing after <laughs> like doing a few things. <laughs> and in that moment I realized I'm I'm doing, doing something the exact opposite. I should not be doing to decompress, right? So uh-huh. in the midst of all the news and things that I'm trying to watch to decompress and that was just a shit show. Um, uh-huh. This commercial comes on TV, and it catches my attention. Cialis? 
No. Oh, okay. Those really were pretty awesome commercials, though. Okay. <laughs> like two people <laughs> in separate bathtubs. I'm like, how awesome is that? On top of a you hill. Know? I'm like, <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know where that is, but I'm uh-huh. down. You know, <laughs> just get a just get a dog that can fetch me like beers. like psychedelic medication. Yeah, give me a dog <laughs> like, that fetches me beers. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. There's no running water. What the hell? But I saw this commercial, and it it opened my eyes to the reality and and, and the importance of our listeners, of our okay. show, and of this industry. Okay, from a commercial. Okay, from a commercial. I'm gonna play okay. it for you. Oh, okay. I lost my job. My wife was furloughed. I had to lay off 3,000 employees today. I have to homeschool three kids while working full-time. My HR department is flooded with requests for mental health resources. We're all affected by this crisis, but we're resilient. Sherman's working with CEOs, policymakers, HR professionals, and workers across the globe to navigate these times. I'm Johnny C. Taylor, Jr., President and CEO of Sherman. Together, we will create what the new future of work looks like. Did you hear that? Did you hear the very end of that? Did you yes. grasp it? Did you gra- hang on? I, hang on a second. Here, here, here. CEO of Sherm. Together, we will create what the new future of work looks like. We will create what the new future of work looks like. That okay? So that's clear. It's impactful. It's very clear. I'm and still it had stuck very good on music. It was very it nice. It was beautiful. In 30 seconds, they I'm accomplished confused. everything that they were looking to do. But creating the new future of work, you, the people that listen to the show, the people with the post nominals that run these departments, and people that don't have them yet, they're working on getting them. And please start with yeah. the APHR through HRCI and go from there, or the Duh. SHRM, you know, the uh, the MHR, but whatever. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's like a knife fight between media outlets in the back alley, like the HRCI and SHRM thing. We'll do that another time. The sure point of the happen. story right here, building the new workforce of the future. We're not just ranting and talking about something random right now. We're not randomly talking about the fact that it's ridiculous to think that you're going to take 72% of the 89% of five people that want to go back to the office and put them there and directly check their temperatures and give you gloves and do everything that you have to do and then get back on the phones and do everything that you need to. No, no, no. Be legit about this for a sec. Rick, what does it mean? When the top dog, the leader of the triad, comes out to say that you are going to be building the future of work. So up until now, what was the goal? Like it, it, it so to me, there was dollar, no future it, it, in work before. <laughs> exactly, there was nothing to me. But you're, you're, a, you're no a dollar short on a day late. All right, well, no now. I, uh, no, now hang now on, you want to focus on, on that? Hang on. Uh-huh. Okay, so maybe he does focus on it now. Maybe they all focus on it now. Maybe the industry needs to focus on it now. Because the past three months, you're looking for some sort of leadership guidance and cohesiveness amongst everybody to yeah. move to that next step. There's a lot of stresses or, and strains out or, there, right? Wait a minute. Or you could be a forward-thinking, innovative company, and you lead the way. You don't have to wait for a pandemic to be, quote-unquote, innovative. I get it. You know, it, it, it's you need to have a pandemic. You need to have these big issues to be, the, it, to, be, to, to be innovative, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. But 
If you want to be that forward-thinking organization, if you want to be that organization that sets the standard, you don't wait for a pandemic to give you this fire under your ass to finally define the future of work. The future of work should always be in play. You should always be trying to uh, figure out what that is. Because if now is when you're doing this, then that tells me then before it was just status quo. But so don't get me wrong. I'm happy that's happening right now, but it doesn't seem too innovative to me. We're going to define the future of work. Well, no shit. You got no other option. right? You got nothing else to do then. I'll tell you what. Aside from being industry jargon, Mm -hmm. these are commercials on major networks. These are things that workers that are stuck home are seeing. These are things that normal people that are not in the HR circles are seeing a guy that stand up and say, I am part of human resources. I am HR related. I am. I'm the president of this. And we are going to reshape the future. For someone not in HR, it's strong and it's motivating. It is. It is strong. And JC, I got to tell you, and I have to touch when's on the, this. When's the in- last time that you saw the CEO of McDonald's get on TV and say, we will shape the future of nutrition? <laughs> you don't. Oh, they have. You don't, no. yeah, you don't see they it. They have, though. Okay, well, when's it's the not last positive, time, though. When's the last time? <laughs> true. 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 Okay. Yeah. Bad example. Uh-huh. Bad yep. example. Yeah. All right. Work with so, me on this, though. Okay, no, no I got you. I, I, JC, I have to ask you, brother. I've been in HR for 20 years, and I love to watch TV. I love to watch the television set, internet cable. What program can you possibly be watching that an HR commercial comes on? The I've news. never seen one. You're kidding. Oh, my God. Are you Rick, serious? I'm seeing commercials put out by Sherm. I'm seeing commercials by Paylocity, by ADP. I'm seeing commercials by all these things on TV. There's a, on TV. There's also wow. an uptick okay. on radio as well. It's driving that, that to the I've forefront. Yep. And you know what? We're spearheading that directly through shows That's like right. this. That's right. And it's not going to stop. And people that aren't related to human resources, when they listen to this, they listen to this show in particular because it doesn't suck. Because if what? you talk to a group of people in HR, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And we're shaping the future of podcasting <laughs> Thank because you. of this pandemic. That's Thank what you. we're doing. Well, we we're are. We're shaping it. We we're are. We're going to go ahead and do a commercial on this and put it right in between Family Guy and, uh, and I don't know, um, Futurama. We're okay. going to put it right there. No, we are shaping the Love future of podcasting, Rick, if we you want to make jokes about it, because I'm going to tell you exactly how we're doing it. Uh-huh. We do have a, the, the joke. This out there right now is that we are the 133rd best sounding podcast out there. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. Jokes Uh aside, you could take our audio and put it up against any other business related podcast out there to include those programs that are on AM radio. And we are going to be 10 times. But people don't realize that you're 2,576 miles away from me right now, do they? They don't. They don't. And and, and that was really really detailed yeah they really do not and we sound like we're in the same room hanging out yeah so it's we we sound good and we're I'm gonna shaping pat ourselves the future in the back. of podcasting you got that right we we definitely are and, and we i'm actually, for a pandemic I'm actually to at do the so. point technically right now where i'm i, I don't want to talk about my gear anymore like right. i'm all down to help people out and we could do another show on that but today relish in the fact that it sounds this freaking amazing that's it all really i'm gonna does. tell you that's all it I'm going to really tell you. Does. Look, we're hitting the gas right here, okay? I'm, I'm going to keep punching you in the face with a few things. Okay. <laughs> Tribune Chronicle, tribtoday.com. 
For anyone familiar with that terminology, I would recommend the uh, triptoday.com. Um, okay. <laughs> if Got you it. Google, uh, if you Google that, uh, don't do it at work or if you do it at work, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, don't do wow. it at home neither. If you're working from home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just spell it the right way. <laughs> Triptoday.com. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, the Lakeview local board of education Monday approved cuts and non-renewals of contracts to save $230,000. The district has already seen $350,000 in state funding reduction this fiscal year, and it's expecting just as much, if not more, in the next fiscal year. The board that they have is abolishing three positions, placing three staff on a reduction in force list, and discontinuing two contracts mm. for services. Superintendent Valina Joe Taylor said the positions abolished are supervisor of food service, print shop operator, and auditorium manager. The three positions where an employee was placed on reduction in force were a cafeteria aid, library aid, and a part-time elementary instrumental music instructor. A contract with AVI Food Systems was not renewed effective June 30th, and in addition, the school district will discontinue receiving curriculum and instruction services from the Trumbull County Educational Service Center for 2020 and 2021 at a cost savings of $52,000. So this goes on. And the reason I bring this up, there are many organizations that are going through this right now. This is, in particular, a uh, school board. Uh, and please, stop by TribToday.com to read more about this. Uh, Bob, right. Bob Coopland is the reporter that put this together. Coopland. Uh, but the Lakeview Local Board is uh, going through a reduction in force right now. We're seeing a bit of a trend in that regard around the country and numerous organizations. Isn't that right, Mr. Bias? We are, um, and it's sad. It really is sad because uh, those type of environments, those organizations are already strapped as it is, right? So now you're going to cut education. You got teachers who are severely, severely underpaid. Now they're going to be severely understaffed and severely underprepared. But are they? Are they so, going to yeah, be understaffed? Make that worse. Are they going to be understaffed? We don't know what the future is going to look like. What if that? What if they were just one or two positions too bulky, and this was their way of trimming things down at the same time, living within their means? I've never seen a school board system where they have too much resources. School board systems. Good point. It, 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 it's systemic. No, good point. They have been under under resourced. They All have. right. So live entertainment yeah. giant AEG. All right. This is coming from liveforlivemusic.com. Live mm -hmm. entertainment giant AEG will enact large-scale employee cuts, including layoffs, furloughs, starting on January 1st. News of the decision came in an email sent to employees by AEG Chief Executive Officer Dan Beckerman. The cost reduction strategy arrives as a response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic that has effectively halted all live events and large gatherings across the entire globe. Back in March, live entertainment companies like AEG and Live Nation released a joint statement postponing all events until the end of the month as March came and went. However, it became clear that live events would be on hold indefinitely. Now, while AEG had initially avoided layoffs by reducing salaries across the board, the global impact of this health crisis eventually caught up with the company. Let me ask you this. Do you really believe... and it, it, this is a legitimate question. Do you really believe that when it comes to concerts, movie theaters, and outdoor venues, that we are going to, at some point, going to come back to normal as before? 
like football stadiums, baseball stadiums, basketball? I don't know. I would say yes, but I don't know. Yeah. So I've 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 been thinking about that a lot because I know a lot of a lot of organizations are starting to open up. The country is slowly phasing back to some kind of an open, some kind of a normal. But I started thinking about that. You know, all, a lot of these towns and states they really rely on, on the on the boost of economy. When uh, the favorite sports teams sports teams comes in town in Daytona, you've got Spring Break, you've got um, uh, Bike Week, you got Bike Toberfest, you have the NASCAR races. You have a you lot of these outside dollars that come in. I got it. I got it figured uh-huh. out. I got it figured out. Answering your question, you said NASCAR. So mm-hmm. if if we take NASCAR for example, if you if you show up for Daytona. Daytona, Mm -hmm. and then they spread, you know, okay, you have a live event again, and maybe you don't have as many people at the live event, and then you've got clock times where you have to go in through the gates to get to your seat, Mm -hmm. so you never come in contact with anyone. Well, I guess that'd be fine, I guess, and then you see other humans there, but what's the the point? What's the point? You you've been through a NASCAR race. You know how different it is to yeah, be there man. live and hang out than being at home watching it at home. Yeah, but could you imagine being there with three other people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's how are you the liking point? the race? Race, race. It's great, great, great. All right, yeah. we're safe, but we're here. Yeah, yeah I know. There, there's I no know. point. There isn't, I, but they just have to be more innovative. Um, I, I think I shared with you a couple of weeks ago when NASCAR started again, and I saw that first race post-COVID, and I'm thinking, wow, they're going to race in an empty stadium in an empty racetrack and have nobody in, in the stands? So actually, I was with the face. The uh, So the face and I were were watching it, the one in um, North Carolina. And let me tell you, man. It was no different. It was no different watching it on TV, whether the, there's people in the stands or not. Now, that's NASCAR because you've got 32 extremely loud cars that drowns out the crowd. But if you think about maybe football, basketball, baseball, where, let's face it, part or most of the excitement is the crowd's reaction. And, and that gets everybody and, excited. And, that's and not going to be there. And that crowd traveling there. And that crowd getting there, and that crowd being there. Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center and Gaylord Springs Golf Links laid off 2,325 people starting March 21st, according to documents filed with the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development. Now, Marriott International, which manages property for Ryman Hospitality Properties, says it is reasonably foreseeable that these temporary actions may extend beyond six months. In reports publicly posted by the state over the last week, the company said this also applies to another 574 workers in the Davidson County properties it manages, including Marriott Nashville Airport, General Jackson Showboat, Wild Horse Saloon, and the Inn at Opryland. Of these Ryman Hospitality properties uh, owned, uh, all but uh, Marriott Nashville Airport uh Poorly phrased sentence, reading verbatim. Really don't care what the rest of that says there. But the long story short here is, is uh, there's planned layoffs. They've got all the businesses lined up. Again, this is, a, I'm sorry, I didn't say it before. This is from the Tennessean, uh, Tennessean.com. They they are cutting, cutting, and cutting employees left and right. Uh, Brent Kelman contributed to that as well as Cassandra Stevenson. Uh, feel free to call her, by the yeah. way, at 731-694-7261. That's in the oh. uh, 
at the, at the bottom. Yeah, it. she okay. put her telephone okay. number on the uh, on the article for further mm-hmm. comment and feedback. But my my point here, Rick, and uh, I'm going to put this together in a nice little package, and I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay, you've got <laughs> okay, you've got tons of you've got tons of businesses about to lay people off about to furlough people you've got businesses out there that are reducing their force you have hard decisions being made we understand the landscape of the entire world right now and the impact on things i want to step out of that discussion for a second we've already laid the base i want to talk to you from that leadership perspective okay how hard is that how hard is that you have a spine you have a backbone. You have good, positive communication with your workforce. You've done all the right things along the way, and now you are stuck in this exact position. What would you say to that leader? You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. You're always going to piss somebody off. You're always going to step on some toes. But at the end of the day, you have to stay true to whatever your focus is. And look, let's be honest, for a for-profit organization, and I just had this discussion on social media last week um, with somebody who had an opposing view. Um, The purpose of an organization, contrary to popular belief, is not to create jobs. So hear me out. And it is to make a profit. So, yes, it's important to have jobs there, but their main goal for any for-profit organization is just that, to make a profit. So they have to think that way. The job creation portion is a byproduct. It's not the goal. It's a goal, but it's not the goal. So with that said, you've got to keep that in mind. But you have to understand that whatever decision you make, if it does make a profit, you got to balance it out, right? Because you can't cut everything so bare bones that you are making a profit. You have to have that perfect balance of A, making a profit, and B, having a place enjoyable enough with the right culture in place where employees do love to come to work and they really care about the bottom line. Because if you focus on that, that in itself is going to take care of the profit of the organization. So you've got to have that perfect balance. But at the end of the day, it does take a backbone. You are going to ruffle some feathers and you just have to get a good communication strategy in place to let the, uh, uh, the, the associates and the community know exactly what you're going to do. All right. We already got that. Mm-hmm. They already got that. Mm-hmm. They're already moving forward with it. And now everyone in the discussion understands the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. What about that leader, though? What about the mindset? What about being in that position? And I, brother, I'm not going to I'm not going to put numbers and names out there. Mm-hmm. I know you've been there. I know yeah. personally that you've been there. And that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get your vulnerability on the table right now. This is so tense. When you have, when you have gone through that list of names mm-hmm. and you pull thousands of them together and you do what you have to do because you do your job and you do it good and you know that you've been doing all the right things along the way, what about you? What about you at the end of the day? What about you at the end of the day when that computer turns off, when the lights go out? What about you? 
that three hundred lot that three hundred dollar bottle of scotch that normally lasts six months now all of a sudden lasts six hours. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it hits home. And I'll I'll speak from my experience when. I have been working hard and my team has been working hard just to make sure we are as efficient and lean as possible before COVID. And we have done some layoffs just to make sure that we are as efficient as possible so we can serve our customers better. So we've already cut and cut and cut and cut. The only thing left is the best of the best. The cream rises to the top. Then COVID hits. So now you're supposed to look, JC, the worst conversations to have with someone is when you have to let them go when they've done nothing wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. If we have associates that we have to separate and, and let go. Yes. It's a, it's a tough situation for them, but if they violated a specific policy, it's an easier pill to swallow because they did that to themselves. But COVID comes, you're already as lean as you possibly can be. And now you have to have conversations in your bottom 30% of your best of the best. Those conversations are not freaking easy. That, that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get into that, but not yet. I want to finish. (laughs) No, seriously. I want to finish talking about about you, about Mm -hmm. you taking those actions, about you being in that position, about you living with the decisions and the factors that go into the reasons why you are who you are in that position, making it happen and what you can do for yourself, for your own sanity, not just the liquor. Come on. There's more than that. (laughs) I know. I know. So, but here's the thing at the, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through how I did it. And then what advice I give other, other senior leaders out there. So how I did it, it's, you know, it, it has been a crazy, crazy trip and you have to have that balance of compassion and you have to have that balance of directness and you have to have that balance of authenticity. Get those three things together. Don't sugarcoat it too much. Don't, don't take, don't, don't be too brunt neither. Get straight to the point, but you have to be a human being about it. So you let them know, you start the conversation to let them know exactly what's going on in the climate today. And as soon as you start that conversation, because as soon as an associate sees a 15 minute meeting put on their calendar that wasn't previously done, all of a sudden HR is there, you know, what's coming down the pike. So just go ahead and communicate. No chit chat but be compassionate. Now that's obviously you're not going to do that um, to a group of people. So you got to separate that, separate that out. You go ahead and multiply that by, I don't know, two, 300 people, 500 people, 3000 people like Marriott just did to uh, 2000 people. It's going to happen. Like what happened to me conversation after conversation, after the third one, you got to You got to take a break because then tears start coming down your cheek right because people don't expect this some people do some people don't but at the end of the day it hits you hard it hits you hard so then you got to clean yourself up you got another conversation in 15 minutes boom put my big boy pants on and start having those conversations by the end of the day you start getting numb you start and and that's when you got to pay attention the most because you don't want your numbness to come across remember you, this may be the 20th time you're having that conversation today to that person it's the first time they're hearing it so you've still got to maintain that same level of authenticity compassion and directness when we say in order for you to be a leader you need to have people skills and a backbone it's a lot easier said than done and this is how it's done now when it's all over here's what i did I went home and I just needed a break. 
I just I, I busted out the bottle of scotch, spoke to, to the wife real quick to let her know what happened. I needed some time to myself. And I took a little bit of time, like a couple of weeks, because now I have to deal with the aftermath. My team has to deal with that aftermath. So shit is going crazy. Everything is busy. We're running as lean as you possibly can. And this is where I'm taking vacation. So to some people, like, what is Ricky doing? You know what? At the end of the day, I have to look out for my best interest. So I have to look out for my mental health. I have to look out for my emotional health. And yes, I am taking four days off. I'm taking four days off because I just laid off so many people in the past two years that I'm starting to get numb. And when I get numb with that, JC, it scares me because that means I'm starting to lose a little bit of my humanity. And I got to make sure I, I keep myself whole. You, if you, that makes sense. you and I have both been in the boardrooms, had discussions. You, you've mm-hmm. certainly been through much, much more than me in, in this regard. What, what I want to ask you right now is, I, I, I know for me, when tough decisions had to be made in the past, yeah, it, it, you had time to overcome that. You had time. You had to think about that. You had time to regroup and regain. But it, it was always good to know that there was at least one or two key allies, key left and right hands within the organization that I could turn to. It was also hard to find out years later that they weren't really trusted entities. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ran into that? Um, Two organizations ago. Okay. Yeah, two organizations ago. I have run into that. So with that, if you feel that you're in that type of position where you you need to just get the shit off your chest, right? <laughs> <laughs> you you need to kill that bottle of whiskey. You need yeah. to do this. Maybe you don't need to talk about every detail. Do you really need to talk about it with some of the people to your left and right? That if it- you really might not be... You think you could trust them. You You think everything's good. And the next thing you know is slapping back and you're wondering where it's coming from. That's hard, right? It is. Um, I have a rule that I don't tell people at work things that I don't mind it being repeated. So it's I am I am not very different at home than when I am at work, to be honest. And and that's really weird for HR because I'm a little bit eccentric outside of work. And then I, that kind of bleeds in back and forth. Right. Um, but it, it, it's with that energy, with that me being so eccentric. Yeah, I, I, I do have those conversations with people. But then again. JC, here, here we are. Here we are. We are again talking about that culture of trust. I do have that trust within my organization to where I can pull them aside and tell them exactly how I feel. I can pull them aside and say, "This is bullshit. This is such crap. I can't believe we're doing this, folks." It's okay for you as a leader to feel that way. If you don't agree with anything, and it, it, now it's not ethically, just you, you just don't agree with it because you think you could do something better. That's fine. Half those feelings, don't act out on it. But it's perfectly okay to bitch and complain about it because that helps you as a human being. That helps your mental state to move on with it because otherwise you're going to bottle it up. <clears throat> and then what's going to end up happening is you're going to blow up at a meeting when it's when you shouldn't have. And now you just you don't have control of your emotions. You are a human being and other leaders need to see that as well. You have to see that in other leaders, too especially if you have middle managers reporting up to you, exactly how you just asked. When you have your middle managers that are your direct reports and they are having these difficult conversations, check in on them. 
Give them time off. Give them the tools they need to help themselves. Get a better communication strategy of what your EAP, your employer assistance program, or your work-life solutions programs has to do. Uh, a lot of people out there believe that's just for mental health, and it's not. It can help in so many other different ways. But the way you can get your associates to use that service is if you put a communication strategy together that tells them what it is not, right? And it's not just anything for crazy people. So you have to be able to put those resources to use. But most importantly, it's perfectly okay for you to have a little meltdown. Nothing wrong with that. Just be careful with it and be careful how often you do it and be careful who you're involved in it. Especially <laughs> Absolutely. <at> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing worse than I've done that before. Nothing it's worse okay. than those that, that you think you can trust. Turn it around and, yeah. and, and getting you. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, and that's why that's why I like to know where people stand up front. That's why I like to know. Me too. Yeah. Up front. It's, I don't get offended if somebody tells me they don't like Hispanics. I don't get offended when somebody tells me they don't like somebody because of their race. I actually, I appreciate the fact they can tell me that right then and there. So I know not to invest my time and energy in building a relationship with a bigot. Right. So rather than finding out a year later, exactly. Did you say a big kid? A bigot. Oh, B I G G O T. Yeah, not big. We kid. still have big, okay. o- good audio. I just have bad hearing. You know. I mean, I'm I like, can't help you with that. <laughs> like, okay. why wouldn't you want to well, deal I mean, with a big kid? Hold on. What was wrong with that? Amazon <laughs> Q-tips shipped to um, no, Buffalo, I, New York. I, I think a month. Wanna... Wow, a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Amazon paper... Prime's gonna take a month to get there. Bro. It's a paper product. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Really? I mean, come on. Let's be honest. What's going on up there, bro? Yeah. So long story short, there's a lot going on in the world. There's there's there is, a lot man. of hard decisions being made. There's a lot of people having to get through a lot of hard times. And, and when when hard decisions are being made, well, there's much more that goes into the action that's taking place. There's much more than that singular instance in the fast food society that we live in right now. We Mm -hmm. live and die by the social media chime, right? Yeah, we do. Cancel culture. (laughs) Cancel culture. Exactly. So if if that ding goes off that says Marriott's laying off a few thousand people, is the Mm -hmm. person reading that story thinking about the bottom line, thinking about the percentages, thinking about how we are now down to thin herds and no, the cream of the not. crop. No, are they thinking not. about all those things? No. no. They hear the chime, they go with the mm-hmm. headline, and that's that. Corporate greed. Corporate greed. That's what people Ex- say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and then and the I, reality and then like, of the situation is you're doing everything that you can to keep it going, and the problem comes to be that the people that are living by the chime are also the same people that are stirring the pot, creating problems, yeah. and yeah. and dare I say it, but I'm I'm gonna say it right now, and it's I gonna it's gonna come back to hurt me, Rick. It really is, but I'm gonna say it. Sometimes Uh-oh. these are the same people that are trying to get people within organizations riled up so that they donate money to unions and organizations, and then who are the people that benefit from that? The people that are in charge of the unions and organizations that go and take the vacations on that time. 
Not what I thought you was going to say. I thought you was going to start talking about the Popeyes and Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich fight. Okay, I got you. Not what I thought you, you was going to say. We're good. You're so, right. Um, it, it's, it's, there's always <laughs> agendas, though. There's always agendas. And, and there's there always dollars associated with some of these agendas along so, the way. You can't then how do you address that? Wars. You fire how everyone. You ad- no, you don't freaking fire everyone. Oh, I thought that was the answer. You, you, that, that's what the face of the franchise st- told us a hundred <laughs> episodes ago. <laughs> you start... I know, true. <laughs> and for anyone start, that doesn't know, the face of the franchise is the guy on the cover art, just so you don't that's bring right. everyone up that's to right. speed. Because Ricky, he go hasn't ahead. been here in a while. Um, you start having a conversation about it exactly how you just did it right now. Right? So if you're about to get in front of your, all of your employees in the town hall to let them know what you're going to do, and as soon as you deliver that message that, hey, just want to let you know, tomorrow we're going to lay off 2,500 people nationwide, you might want to start off that conversation explaining why. You might want to start that conversation and be having an open and honest and transparent conversation with with um with the associates of your organization that way they understand exactly why you're making that they would understand exactly why you're making that choice now if you don't approach it that way you're going to leave a lot of questions unanswered in the employee's timeline that they made up in their head and when there's gaps in information they make up on their own exactly what that gap is and it's not going to be positive And next thing you know, scuttlebutt goes around and people start talking about it in social media. Next thing you know, Wall Street hears about it. And next thing you know, your stockholders are pissed off because your points drop 15% because you didn't do anything to address it. It's a vicious circle. But it's the Russians. You know what I mean? <laughs> but people get these things built up in their head, right? They get they these do. things built they up do. in their head and they come up with every conspiracy under the sun. And then next thing you know, you know, it's it's a few months have gone by, you recovered from the situation, but there's chemtrails. <laughs> we forgot about that, haven't we? We so oh, no, 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 you know- no, no. I have not forgotten about chemtrails. You haven't? Don't even All get right. me started on chemtrails. I had a whole thing happen this morning, <laughs> let me tell you. Hey, with chemtrails? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to know? Okay. What happened? (sighs) Time to shift gears. Here we go. We're on a serious tip there, but I'm good with this. I'm good, too. And ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to HR Talk, hrtalkpodcast.com, JC Mm -hmm. and Ricky Baez. Mm -hmm. Ricky's live from the A1A Beachfront Studios, by the way, down in Central Florida. So this morning I woke up and I said to myself, self, it's time to go for a walk. You really have that conversation with yourself? Don't you judge. Okay. So I'm just saying. I got out of the beds and I put the the body together and I went outside and I used my feet and I started the movie. Lego piece? (laughs) Lego character. (laughs) And I uh, I look around, I look up in the sky, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Sun is shining, birds are chirping, the weather's warm, sky is blue, the the sun is, is gold. The birds are smiling even. I'm listening to HR talk as I take my walk. Such bullshit. And I'm about... No, really, I listened to the last show. Because 26 minutes into the last show, you said the statement, something to the effect of, like, I do not consent to have this recorded. And I was about to pull that out, but I ran out of time before the show started to use that yeah. during this program. So I'm going to use it again at another time. Okay. That's right before the 26-minute mark in the last program. Right. Anyways, so... I'm walking, and then I I get about halfway through the walk, the hike. 
and the breeze picks up a little bit and now it feels good and i mm-hmm. i exit the tree line and now i'm back out into the open and i can see the sky again and it's mm-hmm. still blue but off in the distance the clouds are starting to form and i look up and the, and there's a plane and there's another plane and there's three more planes and, and the all these planes are flying around playing plane tic tac toe leaving trails in the sky i'm like uh, that's it's not good. Is that good? Is that normal? So then I keep walking. And then I turn around and I'm looking in the sky. And it's a, it's a plane. And, and the plane <laughs> left the cloud. And the, the cloud is in the, story? The, the clouds turning into a <laughs> bigger cloud. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. So it didn't dissipate the way I expected it to. It was, it was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, okay. it, it formed, you know, created that little X in the sky and just... Tons of lines and stuff. There was a whole lot. I don't know. What do you? Think, I get intrigued what, by that, though. You me know? too. You know what? Me too. And 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 I've always wondered. I I've always wondered if I've ever met somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's related to somebody who's a pilot of those things. I've never met anybody who works in that arena, and I would love to know why that happens. Why do they fly so sky high? Well, why? And why do they sometimes have do you have a trail and sometimes you don't? Correct. And then yeah. sometimes so the, why is it when you have a trail, it dissipates right away, and then other times it turns into a cloud? It, it, it's that, see, <sighs> that, I, I want to know more about that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm wondering how, I'm wondering their HR department, for, for, those, for, <laughs> for, those, for, those, for those pilots, they must have a heck of a, a surveillance program to make sure these guys are not getting drunk on a Saturday night and talking about their job on social see, media. You, and you wonder... You personally wonder why your internet fails before we start recording. (laughs) (laughs) There's no need. need. We had a hard time earlier today, didn't we? (laughs) We did. Uh, Big kudos going out on this next piece right here to Jackson Kurtz of WJCL. I'm going to play your story, Jackson. Uh, And this uh, this goes out to many of the business owners and people out there that are looking to uh, step up and, and help out during these tough times. Now an update to okay. a story you saw here first. We've learned that more than 200 employees will lose their jobs after Savannah-based Diamond Crystal Brands ends production later this year. Our Jackson Kurtz talked to a local man who wants to give some of those employees a brand new start. Well, here at the Diamond Crystal plant, 211 people will start losing their jobs come August. But one man is hoping to lift their spirits up by offering them jobs. I'm just trying to make a difference with my life and others. Life for Wayman Kinley hasn't been easy. Coming from where I was, homeless from jail. I used to walk all the way from there, from West 38th Street to Diamond Crystal, 6 in the morning, not to lose my job. I'm 31, but it took me a long time, and I'm still pushing. Still pushing to help himself and others. I would love to get back people who lost their job. Kinley says he's a former employee of Diamond Crystal Brands in Savannah and is now the general manager of a Popeyes in Richmond Hill. Because it gave me a job and it gave me some incentive to get through life. And I used that as my stepping stone, met a lot of people there who gave them a second chance of life. And now he's wanting to give folks a second chance by hiring people from his former company to be a part of his team as they face layoffs with production ending later this year. Kinley says after he heard the news, he wanted to help those men and women, especially in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic and record unemployment. New start in life. So that kind of stood out to me that, hey, this job made a difference
difference in me. So why not give back and make a difference to somebody else? It only takes one person. Kinley says he's looking for ambitious and driven team members for his restaurant. The things we're looking for employees are just to have that ambition, that drive, you know, people who really want to come to work, you know, just have a, a goal to work towards. The Georgia Department of Labor says employees at the plant can expect those changes August 8th. To learn how you can apply to Kinley's Popeyes, you can find a link on our website at WJCL.com. In Savannah, Jackson Kurtz, WJCL 22 News. WJCL, Jackson Kurtz right there. Stop by WJCL for more info. As always, just a little promo for you guys. But great, great story right there about a guy trying to turn things around because he really wants to help his community, Rick. So... I love the story. That's awesome. I, I'll question it though, right? Because again, it's all about the goal and the intent. So his, so his intent is to help the community. Awesome. The goal is profit. So he's going to work at that Popeye's. He's going to hire people from there. That's awesome. As long as he doesn't let the goal of bringing people in get in the way of making a profit, because that's why Popeye's exists. So, yeah, bring people on, but make sure you get positions for those folks. Don't just make positions up to give them jobs. And now the business is failing. So we got to make sure that that manager, that person, that hiring authority is doing the right thing for the business. Again, it's, again, it's that perfect balance. It's That's that's. There's only one guy that could give better advisement in regards to any chicken type restaurant. And that would be Gus. Gus Fring. Oh, got it. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, who do we know named Gus? Yeah, he but... did not just randomly create jobs. He no, created he... <laughs> jobs with intent. He did. No, he cre- <laughs> Go ahead. He created opportunities. He created opportunities, and that he did, whether it's positive or negative. And folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, definitely ca- check out Breaking Bad from AMC, an amazing, amazing series. Pretty old, but it's pretty damn good. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's. I'm glad he's doing that. I'm glad it's working. But again, for me, make sure that the goal is aligned with what the business needs to be doing. But now, so Hang on a second. speaking of fast Hang food. Hang on a second. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Um, can you grab a, a Gus Fring quote off the internet real quick? We need oh my, to assemble oh this extremely fast. You just grab the quote and we're going to be ready to go because here it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for another week of Inspiring Words. From Gus Fring, read by Ricky Baez. I hide in plain sight, same as you. These have been inspiring words of Gus Fring, read by Ricky Baez. We have a brand new segment. We just created that on the fly. We we did. Yeah. So grab all your Gus. No, that was exciting. (laughs) People like that one. Ladies and gentlemen, did you enjoy that or no? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Aww. They I love it. electronic clapping. They liked it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. Keep your Gus Fring quotes together. We'll do this every I got week. Em. Okay? I got you. I got you. Hey, so, I, I uh, do have three major things to hit you with, but before I, I do, one. over to you. I do have one. Speaking speaking of uh, fast foods, did you see what happened at, the, at that Wendy's in Atlanta? No. Did you happen yes. to catch it? Oh, okay, okay, so I, it, I I don't know the full story. Here's what happened. I went mm-hmm. to bed. I woke up, and it was like one in the morning. I couldn't sleep, so I ate some pickle chips. 
I'm sitting down eating my pickle chips and I put the TV on to relax. And guess what? I left the TV on the news and the relaxing didn't happen yet again. Yep. <laughs> I need to make sure if I put the TV on to relax that when I turn the TV off, I put on like, I don't know, history or, or maybe a easy listening or something. I don't know. I need to stop leaving the TV on. <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I turn it on and it's on the CNN, the live, right? And the CNN, mm-hmm. the live is showing this video and, and they had it on repeat a couple times. And I'm like, what is this? And I see this guy on the ground, get up, punch a cop in the face, steal his taser, run away, tase the cop, keep running. And then that's all I saw. But they kept repeating the punch. They kept yeah. repeating this right hook over and over, you know? And they were talking about, like, I, there was a lot going on. What happened? Because I so, literally woke up, took a walk, looked in the sky, put things together, and got online with you. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the gist of where everything's at well, for me. It's a similar story. So I went I went to sleep last night, and right before, I, you know, I checked Facebook, and I checked uh, the Atlanta Sentinel and the Wall Street Journal, and I saw that people were rioting in Atlanta last night. And the reason they were rioting, and they burned down the Wendy's, is because there was, and this is according to one story, in that story, they were saying that um, this one guy was at the drive through lane at Wendy's, and I guess he fell asleep. Other cars could go on a run to somebody called 911. Uh, the cops show up. Next thing you know, there was a struggle, and the guy, it created an issue. The guy happened to be black. The, the cop happened to be white, and there was a big issue with it. People started protesting. The chief of police for atlanta resigned and the guy got fired so i'm like oh my god what is going on here we go again all this beto- is getting this out of all hand. happened between the time you went to bed and woke up no no i think i think when when i went to bed they were already riding so why was right? the, why did the guy punch the cop in the face so and steal his gun so here's here's where I decided, let me dig a little bit further and find out exactly what happened, because there seems to be a lot missing here. So anyway, long story short, I found out and, I, and I've got some facts. So here are the facts. The guy was asleep at the Wendy's drive through. That is true. When the cops showed up, they they engage in conversation. They ask him to step out of the car. He steps out of the car. Everybody's calm. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's being stupid. And they and the cops thought that he was um, under the influence. So obviously. What do cops do? They give them a field sobriety test and they're testing him. They're going through the process. And again, this video of that video came out of that. And they're showing two cops just watching him doing the field sobriety test. That is happening. Um, And again, everybody is calm. He fails the field sobriety test. When he fails that test, now they're trying to detain him and they're going to take him to jail. And I guess that's when things got physical. The guy was not having it. He was struggling. Um, there was a struggle. The, the, the guy in cop number one fell to the ground. There was a point where the guy was punching the cop like in the face, dude. And the cop was struggling, taking out his taser. The guy grabbed the taser and started running. The cop went after him. And this, the guy turned around, aimed the taser at the cop, shot at the cop, shot, t- tried to tase the cop. The cop grabbed his gun and then shot him. And unfortunately, the guy passed away. Um, And I don't know when that information came out. 
I guess what I'm saying is, look, I completely understand that there's a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of things that need to be fixed with police brutality. And yes, protest, protest. There is an issue in America. I'm not denying that there is an issue. There is an issue with how cops approach people. And I'm not talking about cops in general, specific cops. Right. Not everybody, because I I know some cops, they do a great job. I've been pulled over as long as I'm cordial. They're cordial. I know my situation is different than somebody else's. But I don't think this was a police brutality issue, brother. I don't think it was because I'm putting myself in in this cop's shoes. And if somebody takes my taser and they run with it and they shoot me with it. And I know the argument is that a taser is not a lethal weapon. You're right. It's not a lethal weapon. But if I get chased by a black by, by by a bad guy and I fall and then I'm disabled and he comes gets my gun, that makes it a really bad, violent, deadly issue. So what would you do? Of course you would you you would defend yourself. So that's what happened. But apparently people are upset. They burnt down the Wendy's, dude. That I do not understand that. They burnt down the Wendy's. And before you know it, the cop got fired. And I'm thinking, wow, that was a really fast investigation. That cop got fired. The other person got put on administrative leave. But I guess what I'm saying is that I don't think, based on what I'm seeing so far, because based on what I'm seeing, unfortunately, I, I, I mean, obviously, the guy passed away. He should not have passed away. But then at the same time, what choice did the cop have? Right. People can say all the time, no, you need to talk them down. Not if I'm being tased with thousands of volts and now you're going to come grab my uh, my 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 Glock. I'm going to have an issue with that. But I mean, I get it. I get people are upset. I get that it's happening. Um, But I really think, JC, that um, once everything calms down and this goes to court, this cop is going to get an attorney. And I, I fully anticipate seeing a wrongful termination lawsuit coming out later on this year. I, I I honestly see that based on the facts that we see. And JC, this is what I want our listeners to do. Let's have these conversations, regardless of what is happening in the climate today, where people's emotions are peaked, people's emotions are letting are are getting the best of people. We gotta have these conversations to separate what is right, what is wrong. What happened in Minneapolis, that cop was an asshole. That cop did something very wrong and somebody died in the process. So, yes, protest the hell out of that situation. This situation right here. Look, I know somebody passed away, but I don't think that police officer had any other choice. And now the chief of police resigned. That cop is fired. Everybody has a knee jerk reaction. The pendulum swung the other way. Now it's not really it's I see bad things coming. I really do see bad because now a lot of good police officers, because they want to maintain that good status and maintain that relationship with the community, they're going to be more reserved in what they do. And that in turn is going to make their job just that much more dangerous. Something needs to be done. But I think we need to calm down and take a look at what's happening, take a look at the facts of the matter. And yes, let's be emotional. Let's let's exhibit our human aspects. But at some point, we got to put that aside and be rational about things. Friend of mine, I got a five bucks. A friend of mine had a uh, suggestion over the past week. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of yours too. Oh, it was a perception. It was a, it was a perspective uh, that I really haven't heard much of. 
And he said, and this is paraphrased, not a quote. What if police responded to calls the way the firefighters do? Okay. They are just, they? they are just in their cop shack doing their thing until called to intervene. Past that, no more patrols, no more nothing. And if the call comes in, then the call comes in and they're going to do what they have to do, of course, you know, but. How does that change things? I don't know. It wasn't my thought. Because the cop was called to the Wendy's. I mean, he wasn't patrolling. Somebody called 911. <laughs> so how does that change anything? Yeah, it doesn't in change Min- anything, Rick. In it Minneapolis, just, that cop was a, called. <laughs> okay. I guess it doesn't change anything at all. <laughs> okay. It's really but, all I, mean, I had for contribution. I guess, <laughs> I guess I get the point, right? I don't. But, I've been struggling. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. So it, the idea by what that person said, you know I, what? Mean, I guess it's a little bit wrong. You know what? No, no, wait. Let, hold let, on, hold let's on. have that guy on the show. Let's reach out to this guy. Like right now? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, okay. I, the guy whose idea this was, yeah. I wanna, I'm, I'm going to reach out to him. I'll put you on the message after the show. Let's invite him on. Let's see if okay. we can dissect that a little bit and, and try yeah, to get into that. Yeah, let's do that, because you know? I need to understand what he means by that. Hey, I'm because... going to give you a uh, choose-your-own-adventure path when you're ready. <gasps> I love this! Because we've yes. only got 15 minutes, and we've got yeah, we do. We got some stuff to fast. cover here very quickly. Crap. Yes, we do, um, really fast. Being would you like though. to begin in Florida, or would you like to begin across <laughs> the United States and world? So you see, at some point, we are going to do a Florida man story. Just Let's just get a friend with it. Let's just do the Florida man story. It's time for Florida man story. Your Florida man story this week comes to us on behalf of WVLT TV. Florida officer jumps into river to rescue dog. A Bradenton police officer rescued a dog from the Manatee River this past week. Florida Police Department took to Facebook to thank one of its officers for rescuing a dog that had fallen from a boat. The Bradenton Police Department said Officer Jason Natal responded to reports of a dog in distress after it had fallen into the Manatee River from a boat docked at a marina. The police department said when Natal located the dog, it was clearly in distress. And struggling to swim. Natal was able to swim out to the dog, save her, and return her to her owner. Job well done, the police department said on Facebook. Um, so the dog's alive? He saved the dog. All right. Florida Is man saved story? the dog. There's, Is there another story yes. that says that that dog bit a kid or something like that? No, no, that no. would make this funny. No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little secret with you. Why I chose this as your Florida man story for the week? Go ahead. Uh, okay. Because initially I was looking up Florida woman stories, and there is probably about two to three pages of terrible, terrible, terrible murder related <laughs> type yeah, terrible stories that have happened in Florida in the past week, and I did not want to talk about any of that. You might as well go to Utah for that. It was so bad. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on down there. But (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, if you can't just Google Florida woman, take a look at the current events for this week. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. But it's nothing that I want to discuss because it's terrible. 
I love the state. I just don't know how that stigma started. We do some crazy stuff. I know that. I know we're. I know this state uh, produces some really entertaining talent nationwide, especially with social media. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I don't care. I'm not leaving the state. I love it here. I got a beach in either direction and an out for an hour and a half. So I'm good. No state taxes. Move on down here, JC. I got Get out a, of New York. I got a beach to the left and the right. That's right, bro. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I get, it always trips me out how people down there say that. Oh, yeah, let's go to the right. No, what are you talking about? That's east. <laughs> that's 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 to the right. Bro, when was the last time you went to the beach in December? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah been exactly. A while. Yeah, it's you can do that here. Not get in, but just, you know, hang out, put a tent up and get some music and uh, some quote unquote a beverage and you'll be all right. Love it here, man. Current events this week. Current events this week brought to you in part by Ricky. Who who brings us the current events, please? Um, it it's HR Talk Podcast. This is brought to you by HR Talk Podcast. Tune in to listen to the best HR related news at that one hundred and thirty third best sounding podcast related to HR. All right. So this is from the <laughs> Air Force Times. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by ourselves on our own show. You kind of Literally. failed on that one a little bit, but it's okay. We're going to let the that hell? slide. You threw that at me, man. Whatever. I thought I did well. Shut up. You done good. All right. <laughs> so this is from the Air Force Times NORAD. F-22s intercepted Russian bombers near Alaska. Two formations of Russian bombers were intercepted by F-22 Raptors Wednesday after they entered Alaskan Air Defense Identification Zone, North American Aerospace Defense Command stated. In a series of tweets, NORAD said, that both formations consisted of a pair of Russian Tu-95 Bear bombers, the first which were accompanied by two Su-35 fighter jets and a A-50 airborne early warning and control aircraft, came with 20 nautical miles of Alaska, according to NORAD. The second formation, which also included an A-50, came within 32 nautical miles of Alaska as well. Mm. The tweet read, North American Aerospace Defense Command F-22 Raptors supported by KC-135 Stratotankers and E-3 Airborne Warning and Control System completed two intercepts of Russian bomber formations entering the Alaskan Air Defense Identification Zone earlier this morning. NORAD said both formations remained in international airspace at all times and did not enter the United States airspace. Intercepting multiple Russian aircraft demonstrates NORAD's forces readiness and capability to defend the homeland 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. NORAD Commander General Terence O'Shaughnessy. That is not your real name. <laughs> that is not your real name. I was just name. thinking the same thing. <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. General, is that your real name? <laughs> we, Dude, we thought the same thing because I'm like, what is his name? Okay. General O'Shag Hennessy said in a tweet, <laughs> flying air patrols protects the approaches what, to what? our nations and sends a clear message. We continue executing our homeland defense missions uh, with the same capability and capacity we always bring to the fight. Um, so, yeah. You know the what? story continues. It's a very long story. It was Bro. put together by uh, Stephen Lucy, and uh, you've got O'Shag Hennessy, general in charge, <laughs> the big jick, talking right there. He's got a lot of good words in the article. Stop by Air Force Times for more info. O'Shag! So, Hennessy! 
Look, I know, I know the U.S. has a badass military. The core is no joke. Army got some good stuff. I'll give it to them. But I got to tell you, man, the Russian military got some balls, bro, because they've been toying with us for just about a couple of years, right? Or, yeah, two or three years. Ever said the whole Crimea thing happened? They've been, you know, like coming next to us up on ships, uh, just buzzing us over um, in a, in a international airspace. They just they just poking the bear. And I got to tell you, man, that's that's really ballsy of them. But you know what, though, JC, let me tell you this. For people that don't know, F-22 Raptors, those are really sophisticated aircraft. If you remember um, the, the movie Transformers, that's what Star, Starscream was, right? Just a really sophisticated aircraft. But I was thinking about this the, the other day. I mean, would you admit, JC, that being a fighter pilot is like one of the coolest jobs out there right now? Yeah, I miss it, you know, <laughs> if I could go back. Back in Nam, yeah. Right. If I could go back, so, you know. So you know, so so to us, I'm like, wow, that is what that's got to be one of the coolest jobs ever to be able to be behind a hundred and twenty two million dollar aircraft and having that much power just at your fingertips and what you can do internationally. But you know, JC, as cool as that job is, you know that you guys right. You know that as soon as the commanding officer says, all right, we're doing a field out tomorrow. We're, we're going to go ahead and do uh, and, and, and rack up some some flight hours. Somebody said, oh, God, I hate this shit. There's somebody in there that's like, I'm so tired of this. Right. I want to know who that person is. Oh, dude. Again, dude. <laughs> you hear what Oshag Hennessy said? He's sending us back out, dude. Word. <laughs> Against the Russians. Is it because they rush a lot? Nope. That's a whole country. That's the funny Dude. thing. We used to talk to each other this way. Yeah, we <laughs> Maybe did. like four in the morning, you know? Dude, <laughs> Oshag Hennessy again? <laughs> yeah, dude. It, 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 it's... I, I wonder, I, there has to be a pilot, one pilot in each squadron that just hates life. I don't care what you give that person. They're always going to be pissed about, pissed off about something. It's such a cool job. You know, then why you sign up to be a pilot? Go do something else. Your second story is coming to us out of Austin, Texas. Only because uh, they were the, uh, just one story I picked. This story was covered all over the globe. This is international oh, news. This is huge. Uh-oh. Stay with me. What did Elon Musk do? After finding the first known repeating fast radio bursts in February, researchers mm. have discovered another repeating FRB in deep space that has everyone baffled. FRB 121-102, which has been observed since 2016 by the Lovell Telescope in the UK, was discovered to have a 157-day repeating pattern. It shows activity for 90 days and then goes silent for 67, over and over and over again. Using the pulses detected in the level data, along with pulses from literature, we report a detection of periodic behavior of the source over the span of five years. Researchers put this together in their study. We predict that the source is currently off, and it should turn on for the approximate MJD range, 59002 through 59089, which equals 2020 June 2nd to 2020 August 28th. It's unclear what's causing the pattern to repeat, leaving researchers to realize just how little they know about fast radio bursts. 
The exciting discovery highlights how little we know about the origins of FRBs, Mm. said one of the study's co-authors, Duncan Lormier, in a statement. Further observations of a larger number of FRBs will be needed in order to obtain a clearer picture about the periodic sources and the nature of their origin. Now, this particular fast radio burst, which was found to have a 16-day repeating pattern in February, may repeat because it could be orbiting a compact object, for example, a black hole, causing its pattern to repeat. The researchers added in the study, it's also possible that it could be coming from a binary star system, but more research is needed. FRBs are perhaps the most mysterious anomaly in space, with many having unknown origins. And it's unknown how common the unknown FRB is actually, but that's even unknown to itself. So there's a lot that's unknown, according to the story. There is no comment from the author of the article or the news media outlet that published this or put it together in regards to changing the name of Black Hole to something else. Rick, over to you. You have no idea how much stories like this excite the crap out of me. I love these stories. I was reading about this yesterday. Should they get rid of the term black hole? <laughs> no, I, it's, it's what it is. It's a black hole. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, whatever, whatever. The word black is not an issue, right? It really is not. So leave it alone. No, dude. So it's, it's funny you picked that story. Folks, in case you don't know, JC and I do not talk about these stories Be beforehand he picks his i pick mine and we just talk about it on the air which is it's just more genuine that way but he just happened to pick up a story that i was reading yesterday and on the heels of me watching a really long neil degrasse tyson documentary about space and uh, relativity and it's it's just i love it so here's the thing um jc i'm gonna ask you flat out do you believe there's other life out there besides besides us yeah besides elon Musk's car yes do. Got okay cool all right no problem you me too yeah, yeah of course i do I, it's i refuse you to believe did not this. say intelligent life you just said life life i just said life life it, it, it's it, intelligent life i'll make that decision when i speak to them and then we'll see if it's, if it's intelligent or not no there has to be i refuse to believe that this humongous universe is here just for us right that's really naive of me to think that but with that said, I saw this great documentary. Well, it's all just a hologram, to some right? As well. It's all just a hologram at the end of the day, right? Uh, ah. You don't know how far <laughs> away you are from that notion, brother. So he was talking about the, the, the four dimensions that we know, right? And then there's the three dimensions that we are able to move about. And then the fourth dimension, which is time. And then time being the fourth dimension, that is the only dimension that we are trapped in and it can only go forward and it goes forward in its own terms. And we have to abide by those terms. I can't make a minute go faster than a minute. Right. But in the other three dimensions, either going in a straight line, going diagonal or just going straight up 3d, we can control where we go. We've got that data. We can access it, but time is a little bit different. So anyway, he was talking about how unbelievable the theories are of that fourth dimension. If we're able to take a step back from looking into that dimension, the dimension of time and how we can see a span of time from beginning to end and we can access it. I'm telling you, you've got to look it up. look up Neil deGrasse Tyson on YouTube, uh, comma, uh, 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 relatively, 
the the theory of relativity. It is really good stuff. And this story, it reminds me of it. Is it we're hearing in, these in, things your, that, in your opinion, Greg, is it possible to separate gravitational fields from the fundamental properties of space-time? When we're talking about the multiple dimensions, is it is the mathematical reason why gravity can travel through space or dimensions in general relativity, gravity and space-time possibly might not be exactly the same? Not how we in, not how we understand it now, no. There's, there's a lot more we don't know than what we do know. So with understanding that there's a lot out there that we don't understand, we have to believe that our, our perception of time has to have a bigger meaning than what we currently know right now. Just how how our perception now is different than what it was 500 years ago, it's going to be radically different in 500 years once we evolve and we make more discoveries. So, okay. yeah, there is a possibility. So, so it's possible that the gravity could, in essence, be part of a illusion as, as if... Of, Let's say a force that is not present in the two-dimensional world, but that materializes along with the emergence of a third dimension. So similarly, according to new physics theories, the entire universe could kind of be a hologram at the end of the day. It could. It could. And just because we can't explain it right now, it doesn't make it not true. It just means we just don't know, don't have enough data to quantify a plausible theory. I keep going down this path with gravity because it's an interesting thing how it transcends dimensions and time. Well, remember, Uh, gravity state that you know it's not plausible for it to operate separately from time. No, it it is gravity. It's it, it correlates with time. It does correlate with time because the the bigger the gravity force, the bigger effect on time. Did it, did you know, know? Did you know though that that gravity is between zero point eight and one point two times the speed of light? What? Say that again. That that gra- mm-hmm. the speed of gravity is between zero point eight and one point two times the speed of light. Did you know that? But- that doesn't make sense. Gravity, the, the speed so of what's gravity. It, yeah, dep- so what's the speed of gravity? Exactly. Well, doesn't that depend on how big the planet is and how big you are? And on average, it's between 0.8 and 1.2 times the speed of light. That doesn't make sense. If I jump out of an airplane and I'm, I'm hurling towards Earth, my max velocity is going to be 180 miles an hour. Speed of light is about 600. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand how that would work. We could do this another time. It's fine. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, but okay, fine, whatever. What a story to pick. But yeah, dude, I love that story because it got me excited. Dude, there's there's, there's something else out there. There's another world like us doing the same thing we are, trying to communicate with us, and we're trying to communicate with them. And we don't know if it's the same us or we're getting our same signals from 40 years ago. We don't know that, right? But again, there's so much more that did we you don't say, know than what we you do said. Know. Six sigma. I did not say six sigma. Oh, okay. I don't know what I meant by that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did not say that, bro. I did not say that at all. Six sigma. But yeah, we do need to no, do a show good. on the theory of relativity because that that right there, I've I've look, I I love the idea of quantum physics. I love the idea of that. As soon as I start researching it, it is way over my head, and I'm like, ah, I can't. Got a headache. Let me go back and. 
watch some more TV. So yeah, we need to do a show solely on that because on the it's 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 really fascinating in how the concept of time it's uh, something that's man made, and I love to explore the different reasons why that was created and why that is the only thing that's universal above anything else that entire universe entire world agrees up, uh, upon that concept it's it's pretty cool last pretty one cool. yeah one more this comes from science alert written by mike mccray 12 june 2020 physicists have reversed time on the smallest scale using a quantum computer now it's easy to take time's arrow for granted but the gears of physics actually work just as smoothly in reverse. Maybe that time machine is possible after all. So the article goes on to state that researchers from Russia and the U.S. teamed up to find a way to break or at least bend one of physics' most fundamental laws of energy. The second law of thermodynamics is less a hard rule and more of a guiding principle for the universe. It says hot things get colder over time as energy transforms and spreads out from areas where it's most intense. It's Hmm. a principle that explains why your coffee won't stay hot in a cold room, why it's easier to scramble an egg than unscramble it, and why nobody will ever let you patent a perpetual motion machine. Stop. Did they say it's easier to scramble an egg than that is to unscramble it? Yes. Did they just say there's a way to unscramble an egg? Yes. You can unscramble okay. an egg. Maybe not How? easily in your kitchen, but you could do it. How? Google it. Put it on the YouTube, Rick. Ask the ask your fancy I'm going to ask Google. How do you unscramble you know an egg? Favor. Do me a favor. Before we continue with that, rename your Google to Karen. So you ask Karen questions <laughs> from now on. Okay? I should do that. I should do that. Uh, uh, how to unscramble. <laughs> you're actually doing this right now. Yeah. And <laughs> All right, so How it goes to on. unboil an egg? So it, what in it goes the on world? and says electrons aren't like tiny, tiny billiard balls. They're more akin to information that occupies space. Their details are defined by something called uh, the Schrodinger equation, which represents the possibilities of an electron's characteristics as a wave of chance. Now, if that sounds confusing, go back to imagining a game of pool, but this time the lights are off. You start with the information, a cue ball in your hand, and then send it rolling across the table. Mm. Uh, this equation tells you that the ball is somewhere on the pool table, moving around at a certain speed. In quantum terms, the ball is everywhere at a bunch of speeds, some just more likely than others. You can stick your hand out, you could grab balls, and you could pinpoint their location. But you're not sure how fast the balls are swinging. So you could also gently brush your finger against the ball and confidently know how fast it's moving. But where... Where is the ball? Where'd it go? Where's the ball? There's one other trick you could use, though. A split second after you send your balls rolling, you can be fairly sure that it's still near your hand, moving at a high rate of speed. So this thing goes on, and they they go to explain through, through many examples how they may be moving towards actually manipulating on the smallest scale reversing time as much as Again, i would like th- to believe that's true sciencealert.com the author is mike mccray this is under physics and the title of the article physicists have reversed time on the smallest scale using a quantum computer 
as much as I would love to believe that was true, and as much as I would love to believe that was possible, given the information we know about time today, I don't know how that would be possible. Because if you was to go ahead, if you was to say, hey, Ricky, I have successfully, I, I have been successful in turning back time, going back in time. My first question would be, wait a minute. So that would imply that our entire life is recorded somewhere where you can go back and access it like a DVD. So that means it's recorded. And if the previous is recorded, it's a future recorded as well. Because if you can go back in time, then you have to assume you can go back to the future. So then you have to assume you need a policy in place to cover yourself in these instances. <laughs> if you do invent time travel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but then Rick, again, that's that's what our understanding is today. And yeah, dude, we are yeah, running out you, of time. You and the entire yeah, back are. to the future thing. Brutal. You're killing it. me with yeah. it. I love it, though, too. Yeah. And, and yeah. these topics. So with that being said, we're at that time. Please, final thoughts over to you. My final thoughts are we are going back, slowly going back to work. Managers, put your empathy hat on. Managers, put your heart in your sleeve. Managers, listen and understand. Help these associates. They're coming back to work, not from vacation. They are coming back into the office from working from home, trying to figure out how they're going to provide for the family when they're when their significant other got furloughed, when their kids are out of school, and they're supposed to be a babysitter, they're supposed to be a provider, and they're supposed to work and perform and do all these things and not worry about their emotional state of mind. Come on. Be that leader that is able to reach out to them and provide some kind of healing either mentally or emotionally for those associates. They would really appreciate it. And what are some of the best ways people can reach us? And then I'll do my final thought after that. Instagram and Facebook. We are at HR Talk and Twitter. All right, that's we good enough. Over to me. So, no, 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 I'm not. Fine. Email HR Talk at Biasco. Phone number 475 Okay, I'm done. Good. Thank goodness we got through <laughs> it quick. Look, my final thought on this one for uh, all you leaders and managers out there having to make tough decisions as of right now. Just know that there are good people underneath you that believe in you. Mm -hmm. Boom. On behalf of Ricky Baez. That's me. Senior Executive Lucy. The face of the franchise. Karen, the intern. A lot of people. The dog, formerly known as Pupcake. Honeypoo. Everyone in between. I'm JC. We thank you for tuning in yet again to another fantastic episode of HR Talk. We do. Drive safe. Have a good night. I guarantee if I ever discover going back in time... I'm not going to use it for what you think I'm going to use it for. Really bad stuff. Really selfish stuff, actually. And I'm not apologizing. Because you would do the same.